Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. My name is Peyton, and here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. Today, we have another special guest. We have Katie Patterson here with us today, and I met her on TikTok. And let me tell you guys, she just shares the truth on TikTok so unapologetically, so just straightforward. This is what the Bible says. And so this is what I'm going to teach. And I just love that. I love how she's just so much herself and that she just shines Jesus through in everything she does. And she's such a great teacher. And I love that she has a different style than a lot of just the other preachers and evangelists we see right now. So I'm so happy Katie's here with us today. Hello. Hi, is this Katie? Yeah, hey girlfriend. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm currently just going to my car because my family always complains that I'm too loud when I talk and or oh. like when I do videos <laughs> and do podcasts and stuff like that. So I do them in my car now. Oh, so that's the reason why you always do your TikToks in your car, because you're loud. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody I lived in my car for a bit, but it was not true. that's really funny well thank you so much for just being open to doing this um i love to just get as many voices as i can on here all right well we can just start out with you telling us a little bit about yourself or anything you'd like the audience to know before we kind of jump into all the other questions okay perfect um my name is katie patterson i am 19 years old and i'm from canada which surprises a lot of people, but uh, I do like TikTok and social media um, where I like spread the word of God and make him known and I talk a lot about like sex and porn and lust and just topics that aren't really talked about in the church a lot Um, and I talk a lot about my testimony regarding all of those, so that's what I'm really passionate about. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's honestly what makes you stand out because I think a lot of times we like to tiptoe around those comments specifically of the church. So I just love that you're really touching on those. And you can definitely tell like on your platform that people are super eager to just know more about that. Yeah, and I was actually really surprised that a lot of people didn't know as much about it as like, like I assumed like I made this one video about sex and like somebody like all the comments were like I didn't even know that what that was and I'm like oh that's dangerous that's terrible oh yeah so yeah <laughs> so to get into the topic of the podcast as a whole has there been a specific moment in your life where you have felt like you didn't need God oh yeah for sure I feel like I there's like a little bit of my story is I still did go to church like throughout high school and um, I was kind of living like the best of both worlds or trying to live the best of both worlds at least. Like I was trying to be this perfect Christian girl on Sundays and Friday nights at youth, but then on Saturday nights and after youth and stuff, I would not be, I would be like this party girl and this really mean, popular, mean girl. And, um, I wanted, I wanted the idea of God, but I didn't want him to have authority over me. And I didn't think I needed him. Like I thought I could do everything by myself. And I was like, Sex for marriage, ah, he just wants to suck the fun out of life. Like, I know better. Like, I don't really need God to tell me what to do. I don't really need God to tell me I can't get drunk or that I can't live my party days because, honestly, like, God's a want. He's not really a need. And that's kind of 
where like my story took off because I was like deliberately doing these things against God because it was an act of like, I don't need you. I know better. I can have sex before marriage and it won't hurt me. I can get drunk every weekend and it won't hurt me. I can lie and gossip and be this really mean person and like whatever. It's my life. I'm the main character. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really need you. And so, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's super tough for, I feel like a lot of high schoolers are kind of doing that same battle. And plus, those are just the two, like, voices that are speaking into our lives. And obviously, most of the time, like, the cool, like, idea of high school and life as a teen kind of speaks louder through everything we kind of um, see in media and everything like that. But when was, like, your breakthrough moment or where you're like, this isn't healthy, I do actually need God? Did you have, like, a aha moment for that yeah I kind of had like an aha in two parts kind of like um I don't really talk about this a lot on my TikTok just because like it's kind of like a lot like it's a lot and so I don't know I I went to Mexico in March and I in Mexico was probably when I hit like almost rock bottom like Mm -hmm. I was drunk every single day I blacked out um for like like five hours like I was like um I couldn't remember anything I was throwing up and puking and like all this stuff and I was around my family too and like it was so embarrassing and it was just like I didn't care anymore like I was just like I don't care like I don't I don't I don't need God. Like it was an act of defiance to God too. And like, I think that was like my rock bottom was when like I, my grandma was literally there and I was doing this in front of her. I'm like, who have I become? Like, what is this person? Like, I don't, I don't even know her anymore. Like I, I am so far gone. I am so unlovable. I'm so done. Like I, this isn't fun anymore. Like it's not this world that like the NEB paints, like it's not funny anymore. And so I got back from Mexico and I didn't go to God yet. I was running from God. I was like, um, I didn't, I was so held in my sin and shame and I was convincing myself that this world is what I wanted because I convinced myself for that for so long that this world, like the enemy, like, like the enemy is not that bad. Like this world is fine. It was just a bump in the road. And so I um, was seeing this guy who I, I was like on and off with for a couple months and um it was a really bad relationship like it was really toxic and i came back from that and i from mexico and i just wanted to hurt him like i just wanted to hurt him and i wanted to like i don't know i just wanted to get away from god almost and i used him as an object he used me as an object it was like a transaction and then this bump in the road came and it was like i saw this tiktok actually which is super funny (laughs) i saw this tiktok about um you know, what it means to actually be saved and how, like, living in sin and, like, basically, like, about lukewarmness, which I don't know. And so I was like, I was like, holy crap, like, I'm living in sin. And that was kind of, like, the first time I ever, like, feared God and that God wasn't really a need anymore or God wasn't really a want anymore. He was more of a need. And I texted this guy that I wanted to stop sleeping with him. And he basically told me that I was just good for sex and that mm-hmm. I was, he didn't want me if we weren't going to have sex. Like, there's no point in seeing each other. And, like, basically just was 
shattered my soul. Yeah, that's terrible. And I had nothing left. I was like, I have friends that truly know me. I've lied to all of them. I, my family knows nothing about me. I, my grandma literally just saw me on this trip, like, absolutely terrible. I, this boy who I put so much worth into um, absolutely shattered me. These guys don't want me anymore because I'm not having sex with them. I'm like, I have nothing. And so I turned to God and I was like, you know what? We're going to try this thing, and but we're going to actually try it. And I kind of gave him an ultimatum. I was like, God, if you're real, because I didn't even believe in him at this point. I was just like, God, if you're real, I'm going to give you two weeks. And if you don't change my life, then um, I don't want you. And man, oh man, did he change my life from rock bottom to um, being filled with so much joy. And like slowly my desires changed and I changed. And it was just like, that was my rock bottom moment. And that was my moment where I was like, I need God. Like God's not a want, he's a need. And that's how I kind of came to Christ. So that was a really long explanation. I just realized that. No, that's okay. No, I love how he worked that way. And just kind of super weird that it was TikTok that kind (laughs) of... I was like, oh, this. Yeah. But. The Lord works in such weird ways. (laughs) He really does. Well, I'm so glad you're doing better. That's honestly, I think that is a super inspiring story, really, because I think a lot of people don't have that aha moment and they kind of just live the rest of their life in that brokenness. So it's so amazing to see how God could kind of put beauty into ashes have like you said you literally had nothing left in life and that he is now you're just flourishing and I just love that that's really great hey that's so great we do serve a good god do you think there has been any moments since in your faith where you feel like you haven't needed him or maybe not to that extent but kind of still have those moments um I don't think I've been in those points where I don't need him Mm -hmm. it's more of a of a God, I'm really struggling right now, and the only way I can get through this is putting my need in you. Like, there's, like, since coming to Christ, like, it has not been, like, perfect. Like, I've definitely still dove into sin. Like, I'm, like, after you come to Christ, you're not perfect. Like, you still sin. It's differently this time because you have that conviction. And instead of, like, at least for me, instead of, I heard this really good quote on Instagram, I think, and it was, like, when you mess up, and um, it's like the two different types of parents you go up to your parents and it's like oh no my dad's gonna kill me or it's like oh no I gotta call my dad and I think that's the Mm -hmm. difference between me coming to Christ um, was instead of saying like oh no God's gonna be mad at me oh no God's gonna shame me or guilt me it was more like oh no I need to call God I need to call him and stop him so yeah that's awesome so it was like a shift to God being your crutch yeah, yeah, and, like, it, there's definitely been times where I've, like, doubted, and I've been, like, um, had a, like, dry season in, like, either, like, a week or a month, or I'm just not feeling as close to God as I was when I first came to Him, mm-hmm. but, like, my faith hasn't really changed because my faith is in Him and not my feelings anymore. Me, or I may feel worthless, or I may feel like I want to go back to that life or everything, but at the end of the day it's like are you choosing to listen to your feelings are you choosing to listen to god and like opening word the word and like reading scripture and seeing the facts rather than listening to those um feelings yeah exactly i think yeah i've been seeing so many sermons about that which it's so so important and i think that's like the pinnacle moment of your faith is when you don't rest on those emotions or like turning to god to feel something um have you read the screw tape letters 
Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I'm actually just starting it, but in the beginning, they literally talk about that, where he's like, he's the easiest to, like, grab when he's resting in his emotions. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's so true. Do you have any warning signs or habits to where you know you're beginning to slip away from God, or maybe you haven't spent time with him in a while, and you're like, oh, this is what happens typically when you, like, don't spend time with him, so you kind of know you need to redirect your priorities? Yeah. Um, I think, I'll do, like, before Christ and after Christ. Like, before I came to Christ, like, I still kind of was in the church, and, like, I may have not believed that I belonged, and so, like, I saw myself slipping from that belongingness when I started um, caring more about this world and putting myself in this world more than, like, wanting to hang with my Christian friends or wanting to go to church or wanting to go to church camp or anything like that. Like, I found myself slipping worse and worse and worse when I chose to actively, actively disobey God and actively treat him as a want, not a need. And then after I came to Christ, like, I still have, um, you know, those those moments where I feel myself going into that dry season. And, like, I think also that we don't talk about enough in the church or that, like, we don't really consider it is how much busyness affects that. Yeah. Like, when we're busy is when we feel like we don't have time for God, when we don't open our Bible, when we don't pray for as long, or we don't, we don't put God as that priority because busyness gets in the way. And I find myself slipping. Well, not slipping, but I feel like I find myself feeling, feeling, not that it's a fact, but feeling farther from God when my Bible's closed mm-hmm. and when I'm not actively choosing God above my circumstance, I guess. Like, I personally, like, right right now, like, I'm in Bible college. I do TikTok and YouTube, and I'm doing a 60-hour practicum, which is, like, an internship, basically, I have work, I have, like, Bible study and youth and everything like that, and I actually just recently got out of this and was really feeling convicted about it because I was, like, I'm spending all this time in church and actively, um, like, pursuing God there, but that was a secondhand experience from God. I wasn't pursuing Him to the fullest of my abilities of studying His scripture, um, like, how I used to when I wasn't as busy or, like, praying um, for as long I would be doing like quick prayers or like things like that so I could find myself slipping into that dry season without me even noticing it because I was still in the church setting but it was a secondhand experience of God not going to him firsthand Hmm. if that makes sense (laughs) yeah I completely relate to that busyness and I think a lot of people do Um, I think just this is kind of a random question that I didn't write down Um, just thinking about it with all the things you're involved in that still has like Jesus in it um, how do you have like the balance between a connection with God to get information to then teach people versus your personal connection with God just to be with him? Yeah, that's actually a, a thing that uh, Bible college talked about at the very beginning. And uh, it was something I really struggled with at the beginning because I was like studying scripture every day. I was doing assignments about God every day. I was like reading books about God and everything like that. But again, it was a secondhand experience of God and I wasn't going to him firsthand. And so that was a really big conviction, like in September, because I felt like I was doing all the right things, but I wasn't personally having a relationship to the fullest that I could. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I I actively like I was convicted in that, and I had to make some changes. Like um, I need to prioritize actually studying scripture for myself, and not because it's for a class. And I need to actively pray by myself, um, and actively talk to God throughout my day, and like before bed, and like things like that. Um, I need to actively go to Him um, and make that choice that it's not an assignment and so I started making a routine like a different routine than I was doing and I was studying scripture that wasn't from my bible college um I I I did worship I did worship in the morning like just 10 minutes of like worship and just sitting on my bed worshiping before I go on my phone before I go on anything and then I did um like praying actively praying throughout the day and before bed and yeah, it's, it's honestly just a choice. Like, are you going to choose to have a secondhand experience with God through all that? Or do you go firsthand to him and first be honest with him and have those conversations with him and get to know him personally for yourself? Yeah. And sometimes it's the hard choice that you just have to make and like force yourself to do. Mm-hmm. And even with the lack of motivation, like you're going to have lack of motivation. You're going to have dry seasons. You're going to have those days where you don't want to pick up your Bible and stuff. But that's why a daily routine is so vital and so important because even when you don't feel like doing it, you're already routine. Like it's already in your routine. It's already what you're doing. So no matter if you're happy, sad, like you're frustrated, you're distracted, you're whatever, you set aside that time and you like it's, it's so beneficial. I, I 10 out of 10 recommend it. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely need it. See, I'm, I'm honestly struggling through that exact thing right now because I've realized like, oh, cause I'm doing acts now for like TikTok. So I'm like, okay, I've only been reading acts so that I can teach people about it. And then I lead high school students on su- Sundays. So then I'm like only reading like whatever I need for them so that I can be like a good teacher to them. But I'm, like, I'm not reading anything to, like, be closer to Jesus or even, like, fulfill my rela- personal relationship with him. So I definitely need to make that switch for sure. And also what I actually just learned, too, um, my friend brought it up to me because we were going for a drive and he was talking about how um, how much, like, God actually wants to spend time with us. Like, God wants to spend that alone time with us and that intimate time with us. And, like, he rejoices when we go to him. And I never, and I was so busy studying God, and I was so busy, um, uh, like, studying his scripture um, for class, and also, like, going through letters of Paul, and that I kind of almost forgot the character of God for a bit. Like, I had to, and, like, right now I'm going through the Gospels again, because I almost lost that character of Mm -hmm. God within his letters like yes I was reading his word yet I wasn't studying the character of the God who inspired those words if that makes sense definitely I think we kind of disconnect that and just think he's just words in general but Mm -hmm. I always like to think of the analogy of like Jesus is waiting at a coffee shop for like your coffee date and you wouldn't stand up like your friend that's waiting there for you and the fact that Jesus is like waiting there for us every single day and every moment but we honestly stand him up a lot yeah, man, like, that's such a good analogy. I love that. I know, it kind of, well, it kind of makes you feel bad, but then you're like, well, but better go be with Jesus then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think we realize how much God actually wants to spend time with us. 
like sometimes we just think oh it's a check off the box like oh it's something we have to do but like no it's something that god rejoices when we do it and like when we spend time with him like he cries with us when we cry like he he laughs with us when we laugh that he is a god of feelings because that's who jesus is and that's who he came to be on this on this earth was like a human like he was fully god and fully human yeah it's like he has like he it's not i feel like we sometimes think god is this robot yet he's not like that at all definitely do you think this season in our faith where we just don't care is from our own doing or is this the enemy working well you know we were talking about this at the beginning kind of is there's two voices, you know, there's this world's voice and the enemy's voice and God's voice and God's character and his kingdom. And it's who you choose to listen to. And the enemy is manipulative. Like he, he is powerful, but he's not more powerful than our God. Mm -hmm. And God is bigger than him. And so honestly, I, it's the enemy who's tempting you but it's you who choose who chooses to dive into that sin or not. Yeah. And sometimes we feel hopeless, like we're like, I like I am diving into the sin because I'm a sin sinful person. And that's true. Like we we are sinners. We are a sinner in need of a savior. None of us are ever gonna be perfect. We're never gonna be sinless. We're on this earth, we are always gonna fall short, we're always gonna mess up. But the difference is is are you intentionally messing up? and intentionally disobeying God and listening to that enemy's voice or are you intentionally seeking God in your sinfulness and being like God I pray that you change my desires God I rebuke this God or God I pray that you give me the strength to overcome this sin or God Mm -hmm. I repent of this sin that I just did um it's like an act of like who are you listening to who are you choosing to follow and what do you do after you dive into that sin like are you do not care or do Mm -hmm. you care and you are actively repenting and actively putting in steps and boundaries and things to try um and to try to change your ways and not just live in that moment yeah you know yeah and i definitely think that the the enemy loves to work around sin and i think with sin specifically um i think the voices between god and the enemy get blurred for a lot of people and I think, like, specifically with guilt. Like, you you sin, and then you have this guilt, which is obviously a lot different than conviction, but we think this is, like, God making us feel, like, so bad, worthless, and all these things. So, yeah, it I definitely think with, like, temptation, the two voices can definitely be blurred because we know, like, God's goodness, so we'll be like, oh, God wants us to do this. But then we know also that this is a sin so i think this topic specifically with the two voices is really hard for like a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah and that i personally found it harder when i like because i always thought god was a god of guilt and a god of shame mm-hmm. and i never really knew who god was because i never dove into the bible for myself i always listened to pastors and like got secondhand experiences from god because I would listen, like, on and off. I wasn't really listening to the pastors. I was more sitting there, and I would hear the parts that, oh, God, a God of guilt, or God's a God of shame, mm. like, just from the enemy distorting that. When the enemy is really good at disguising himself as God, like you just said, like, he, he it's really hard to find that blurred line almost. Yet God and the enemy are completely different. Yeah. 
it's just the enemy is the one that's like manipulative and so for that it's like a lot of people ask me like how do you know if it's the enemy or how do you know it's god and i always ask them well do you know who god is in the first place yeah and so it's really hard when you when so i really challenge those and i'm still learning this too like i'm nowhere near perfect but i think it's we actively need to pursue the character of god and look at scripture and look at the gospels and look at who jesus is to see who how jesus reacted to situations like how he dealt with the woman at the well like how what happened when did he cast the stone or did he not cast the stone like you need to see that for yourself to see who jesus actually is so you know the difference still a blurred line like it's still hard like none of us like it's not it's not going to be fixed overnight or like i'm still bad at that too like i think it's always going to be a journey that we always have to pursue oh me too yeah it's because the enemy's like always going to be there obviously until he's defeated well we know he will be defeated but i think that's also kind of the hard thing about doing like social media ministry is the large number of people who say they're believers are kind of like walking as a believer i guess but they never read their bible and kind of just look to everything that's posted or like us um replying to questions for like all the answers but I definitely always, like, drive home, like, you have to read the Bible, like you said, you have to actually know who God is before I think you can even approach any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Do you have any advice for someone who feels like reading the Bible isn't enough? Um, yes, I do. Um, I feel like sometimes we think that, like, what we just said, like, you have to check out the box. You have to, um, read the Bible. That's all God wants you to do pray that's fine yeah but honestly you have to spice up your faith like you like it, it, i hate uh, like it's so weird to say but you gotta spice it up a bit like the thing is is like daily routine is important but at the same time like you don't have to do the same thing every single day yeah. god just wants a daily routine of spending time with you like if if you don't if you are having a hard time reading your Bible, I'm not saying stop reading your Bible. There's so many resources out there. Like Enduring Word Commentary is my favorite commentary ever. It lays it out so blatantly and so like easy to read. And also the Bible Project is super yep. good to understand the Bible. And like just there's so many resources out there on how to study the Bible. But also there's so many other ways to actively connect with God and actively worship God. Like for me, I started getting up in the morning and just sitting with God and listening to worship music. And that spiced up my prayer life so much and helped me grow so much because I started listening to the words and I started connecting with God um, in a different way than I did through the Bible. Like God's the same God. Yeah. Just for me, it's just, it was a different, it was a different experience, I guess. Or like even prayer, like I am really, I, I write down my prayers every night. And I started to actively pray out loud and that changed for me. I'm like, and like, there was just so gross. So if you're having a hard time, like with the Bible and like, you like, don't like, you want to still connect with God and you don't know, still read your Bible, still try to pursue that because the Bible is so important to knowing who God is and knowing who the God you serve is. But also at the same time as that, try different things in your faith, try different ways to connect with God because everybody connects with God differently. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back... Spice up your life or spice up your faith. (laughs) Spice it up. That needs to be a sticker. Spice up your faith. I don't know. 
But the, yeah, find um, the music. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. People probably think that's so good listening but that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier of like god's not just a book so a lot of like new believers or even like believe like people have been walking with jesus forever can kind of fall into that oh the only way i can connect with god is reading his word but like you said you found by like doing new things or like doing things you love that god is an acting and living god and that he's in like all things so that's cool and I also think, going along with this also, I feel like if you utilize your talents and gifts God has given you, or even just doing an activity that kind of stretches those, I feel like also could be a way to kind of spice up your faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. And also, like, God speaks in so many different ways. Like, God speaks through people. God uses people and his creation and nature and those coincidences that are actually not coincidences. Yeah and like events and um and like the things like all that like god speaks through so many different ways and in scripture 100 percent, he speaks through scripture like the scripture is so important um but the the question is like are you actively searching for those answers like you're asking for something or you're you're praying about something but are you actively listening and looking for those answers yeah because like so many times i have missed what god has been pointing out to me for months yet I wasn't actively listening for it and then or actively like trying to seek God in it and then months later I'm like oh my goodness like he, <laughs> he was pointing signs left right and center why wasn't I listening and so I think it's really important to remember um like you need to focus on yes prayer and communicating and talking to God but you also have to pr- focus on listening to God too and listening for his voice in this world Absolutely. I've personally seen my prayer life change a ton last year because I've been so like active in my listening or like I'll ask and I'll be like, okay, let's listen. Let's look like to literally everywhere that he could possibly be answering. And I realized, like you said that, oh my gosh, he's so clear in his answers. We just never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. How do you personally disconnect from the world and reconnect with Jesus? I actually just started doing spiritual disciplines. I took a class last semester about spiritual disciplines and stuff, and it was so beneficial because, like, we usually think about spiritual disciplines as, like, prayer and reading your Bible, and that's it. But there's so many different ways. Like, there's fasting from, like, either, like, social media or even food or, like, things like that. And what I kind of implemented, I just implemented it last week, and it was so beneficial, is I, one day a week, I don't go on my phone, like, I don't go on any social media, I don't post, I don't, um, like, I don't have my phone unless, like, I have to call someone or something or direction, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is, like, I disconnect from that because I know that I need to refocus my center on God, and I need, I know that I, I need a day just to spend focusing on Him and His creation and people and His Word and actively not not drown into the social media world. Like, I love being on social media, and I love that that's our mission field. But at the same time, we do live in a world all around us that needs to hear the gospel too, not just on the yeah. internet, but face-to-face. And so that's how I personally connect with God it, it is, like, when I have those days. And also, like, no matter how late I get home at night or how um, tired I am, 
I've made it a habit of actively pursuing that time with Jesus at night because that's when I thrive is at night. And mm. I made it a thing of like, when I get home before I FaceTime my boyfriend or before I check my phone or before I finish up some assignments or whatever I do, um, I need to spend time with Jesus first and foremost because that's what I'm choosing to put first in my life. And so that's how I connect with Jesus is at night and on those days. And yeah, yeah, those are probably my two major ones. That's that's some great discipline, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, but it is not easy though. I bet. I'm like, I want to, I want to go take my phone. I want to go. Yeah. It sounds really hard, but also like the best day ever at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you want to share, or any comments or advice? Um, probably the last thing is I would just say that like nobody is perfect and I've been trying to say that more often is that we are not perfect but our God is Mm -hmm. and so it is okay to struggle it is okay to doubt in your faith it is okay to go through trials and temptations and where you feel dry in your faith and it's okay it's okay to do it's okay to struggle with that um but just know that you don't have to struggle alone in that. Like, God wants to carry your burden. God wants to lift you through the lack of motivation and the procrastination and the laziness. God wants you to understand the scripture. God wants to spend time with you. And, like, Jesus is waiting at that coffee shop for you. Amen. Like, <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to struggle alone because God is right there reaching his hand out to you and he wants you to give him your burden and he wants to carry those for you just are you letting him at this point love that yeah that's about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i definitely struggle with that along with everybody else i think also if you're a perfectionist with everything else in your life then bringing that into your faith is super tough Mm -hmm. but i've kind of been resting in the idea of that every day is new so like if i have a day where i sin or kind of like fall into that temptation and kind of beat myself up over it i'm like okay Let's turn back to God. Like, tomorrow's new. Tomorrow's a new slate. Because I kind of got into the bad habit of, like, trying to promise God of, like, oh, I won't do this again. But did I do it again? Yes. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. getting in that routine of, like, every day is new. He forgives you. Like, try to do better tomorrow. And also, like, try to do better. But you don't have to do better on your own. Like, God is the one who's, like, changing you and, like, changing your desires and giving you that strength to overcome sin. And, like... You know, putting you in those situations um, to practice those patience and joy and the fruits of the Spirit and to do better. Absolutely. Yeah, he's equipping you to do better. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> I did not say the word. I was like, what is that word? <laughs> well, thank you so much for sprinkling your wisdom upon yeah. us. Of course. This is so fun. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again, Katie. That is going to wrap up our podcast for this week. If you guys would like to get in contact with Katie, all of her socials will be down in the description of this episode. So go check her out. Send some love her way. And I will see all of your beautiful faces. I mean, I will be with all of you amazing people next Wednesday. All right, see ya. Oh,